Whiskey. Uh. Yeah, boy. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super duty. Tough work. Tough work. If it's thir- if it's when- well, if it's Thursday. To them. To them. Yeah. We're, we're talking in the future right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Futuristic. Yeah. The most infamous. The man. most infamous podcast in podcasting history. <laughs> That's what we do. Continues our spree of right. amazing podcasts. Hey, man. You know, our streak. Yeah, we've been hitting them with some some bars. Man. Valuable information. Valuable, you know. S- providing service to our community, man. That's what, we, that's what we're here for. You know, so yeah, man, you know, it's, it's good, you know, to be rocking it. This is another early afternoon <laughs> edition. <laughs> right, right. Of the podcast. Right. My work schedule is... It just keeps switching around, man. But they paying me more, so you know. The bag? Yeah, the bag is getting a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Increasing the bag. You know. <laughs> they, they they upgraded your yeah, bag. Upgraded my bag, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shoot, not quite the big gulp yet. Not but. big gulp, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got you upgraded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Free upgrade too. You ain't <laughs> right. have to ask. Right, 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 right. So, you know, I just had to change my schedule up. But uh Yeah. yeah that's that's dope. I'm hating this rain. Yeah, this shit is absolutely dreadful. Yeah, it's horrible, man. Ugh. Like I, I literally, when I text you about about one, I had just woke up. Yeah, because my room was dark. <laughs> <laughs> my room know. was completely dark, so I did not know. And then I open the windows, and it's super gloomy out. Yeah, it's, it is. I, the sun has not been out today. Nah, I went to Lowe's, and it was just cold and dreadful and i was like i'm not going back out there unless i have to unless it's an absolute necessity yeah it's it's just whack out there man but you know it's officially fall now right yeah it is is it officially yeah it is okay yeah i think last week was the first day of fall last week sometime yeah it's crazy man but you know tomorrow i'm supposed to be back up in the 70s and then 80s by this weekend or whatever man it's it's columbus man you know so i'm gonna be out there doing my thing and getting your sweat on yeah in the hood (laughs) you know (laughs) any hood tales uh, not a, not a lot, you know. It's been things it's been going. It's been kind of quiet, you know. It's been you know there was a uh, there was this thing that like a follow up on last week. You know how we landed last week's episode. We was like, yo, if the trash is on the floor, right, right. Pick it up. Yeah. It don't matter who pick it up, right. Just it don't matter who put it there. Just pick it up. So I was uh I was riding my bike down to my other spot and shit. And uh, this right Thursday. What's today? Wednesday? Yes, yeah, it was like last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And there's this dead possum in the middle of the street. About halfway down the street. Mm-hmm. So I, I ride my bike past it. You know, it looked like it was fresh. I was like, all right. <laughs> fresh death. Yeah, I go back to my thing. I work a couple hours. I come back. You know, okay, maybe somebody get it by now. It's still there. I go down Friday. Possum's still there. By Friday evening, people is just weaving around it because everybody knows that, you know, they don't want to hit it because right. when you hit it and it's all right, it's just going to shit going to be squirting all over the place. Right. And it's even worse. And so then the shit that just pops into my head is like, yo, don't matter who put it there. <laughs> Pick that shit Pick up. Pick the shit up. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, okay, well, I had something going on Monday where I didn't go down. And trash day was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to wake up tomorrow at like 6 o'clock. Go down there. Take and, care of this. Yeah, because it's trash day. So everybody's uh, trash cans was on the street. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to swoop in on the low. Pick it up put it in their trash can the people who own the house since they won't pick the shit up it's right in front of the damn driveway right it's like you know but it's a chick who lives there and ain't no man living there so maybe that's why she don't do it. anyway so i'm like okay i'm gonna go down there i'm gonna get this motherfucking possum out the street bright and early i get ready i'm biking down there 
I look out in the street. Who I see? My dude Tyrone. <laughs> get the with the up. shovel. Yeah. Right. Hey, what's up? I was like, man, you know I was coming down here to get this possum too. He's like, yeah, I'm sick of seeing this shit. This <laughs> is raw up and driving past it every day. It's right on the corner of her, on her driveway, you right. know? I was like, yeah, man, I'm glad you did that, man. Yeah. But it uh, it just illustrates what we're talking about. Right, man. Right. You right. know, like people live in these communities and, man, uh, you, can't, you can't count on people to come out you know, to come get it, to to do things that you have the power to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know you talk- it started with just talking about trash, right? It could be a possum too, right? It could be anything. It could be anything. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Like like we have to own these situations, man. It was good to see like my OG Tyrone just you know just out there with that shovel at six thirty in the morning. Like I got it. Yeah. Picked it up, threw it in her trash can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> Scooped it in one motion, just shoop, shoop, and went back inside, man. I was, uh, you know, just uh, so that's it. N- nothing crazy, nothing hood. crazy, nothing crazy going on. Just good hood tales. Yeah, it's cool. Man. Tales from the hood, man. You man, know? I just been, I've been in, I've been my writer's block, uh, beat block. There's I'm no just, such thing as writer's block, man. Man, I, well, I've been, I've been writing, but everything yeah. been trash, you know. See? <laughs> but that's not block. I know it's not yeah, blocked, yeah, yeah. but it's just yeah. I can't come up with no hot hot lines, man. Well, you know, I, I look at it as like I always tell myself, there's no such thing as writer's block. I either have something to say or I don't. And that's what I, see, and that's that's what I think I, I I'm in because I have so much that I want to say. See, I have no clue of how to articulate yeah, what I want to say. You're not there yet, and I'm not there. You're still processing it, right? You're still pro- that's that's cool. Don't beat yourself up doing, man. I, you know me. Yeah. I will routinely go a year <laughs> without writing nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing. I I don't care, and I'll do some beats. Then I don't, I don't like you know me. I don't have no extra bars ever. Right, everything we've ever done, I've written yeah. to that beat, and I ain't never had no problem. But I take regular breaks from writing. Mm-hmm. I used to beat myself up over the writers writer's block as they call it, and then mm-hmm. one day I was like, I don't really have writer's block either. I've figured out what I'm going through mm-hmm. enough to talk about it, or I'm still processing it. So maybe you just still process it. And I think that's what it is. Cause like I said, I got, I got things I want to say. Yeah. I just don't know exactly the words to put on paper to say it. See? You know what I'm saying? I could probably have a conversation with you about yeah. what I want to say. But you can't. Yeah. Like yeah. songwriting is a very different process than com- conversing. Yeah. You know? And most people don't know, especially those who don't write, they think that songwriting begins when you pull out the paper right. or the phone, but it doesn't. Oh, nah. It's it's a continuous. It's a process. Yeah. It's a continuous process. It's yeah. a lifelong process. Yeah. Like you're writing when you I'm I may not be writing an album right now, but in my head I have a gang of concepts that right. I, I need to work on and I'm thinking about how to get in and out of those concepts and developing them enough to where I can sit down. Mm-hmm. Like sitting down to write is not the first step in writing. Right. You know, writing begins when you when a idea first hits you and you start developing it and and you know, evaluating what you know about that process, man. And I think if people knew that, they wouldn't take it so hard mm-hmm. when they sit down and nothing come out. Right. You know, like like writers write. Writers never stop writing. Right. Even Whether it if, sucks or if it's exactly. Yeah. You see, you yeah. didn't stop writing. Yeah. Nah. Nah. You stop writing. <laughs> you just, just ain't been good. Yeah. You just ain't like it. That's cool. <laughs> we all write trash. Right. Everybody writes some shit. You're like, yuck. Yeah. I could do better. <laughs> right. Let me throw this away. Yeah. Let me toss this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fitch that shit, man. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you'll get through it. But we'll, hey, today's episode will help, right? Yeah, today's it should, episode, yeah. it should help. Yeah, definitely. You know, so today we're talking about creativity, right? You know, uh, you know, we, it's a perfect topic because you know we are creative. We do podcasts for creative people, right? Who are among our dedicated listeners, right? 
And we all get stuck. And so we're going to talk about like how to uh, five ways to like jumpstart your creativity, man. And and uh, yeah, that's it, man. It might be a long episode, might be a short one. Right. You know, it depends on how many bars we drop. You never know. You never know. (laughs) We always come with the extra bars just in case. Right. You know what I'm saying? People want that smoke. But yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Take a break. Yes, sir. Bam. You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations. No shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Word, word. So, uh, yeah, how to jump your start your creativity, man. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need this one. Um, all right, so we're going to start off with my number one. Numero uno. Hold on. <laughs> Drum, Drum roll, roll please. please. Number one. Put yourself around creative people. Ooh, that's very important. Yeah. Because if you're hanging with motherfuckers that ain't creative, how do you expect to get inspiration to be creative? That's a fact. That's a fact. That's so slept on. I would say that uh, a lot of my time drinking was spent doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be the main creative dude in a bar full of people who just weren't really trying to be creative. All right. They just wanted to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I was drinking to get away from having to create, and they were trying to drink in hopes to maybe do something creative with their lives. Everybody was backwards. Yeah. It doesn't work. Right. So I've been guilty of that, man. Mm. I've been guilty of that. Yeah. I mean, with me, it's just getting out of the, getting out of the house. And yeah. just being around the family too much to where I'm just submerged in everyday life. Yeah. To where sometimes creativity don't even come into mind, you know, until I'm laying down like, damn, I ain't, I ain't even sit down at my, you know, at, at my, at my, my, my computer, yeah. my workstation today, you know, and like I might have had plans to, you know what I'm saying? But life gets in a way, especially when you're just submerged in life all the time and not around anything creative, anything that even is meant to inspire you. I agree. I agree. You know, I think sometimes, man, you know, many artists to add on to that is like we kind of we underestimate how important the social aspect of creativity is. Yes, definitely. You know, most artists like us, we're actually we're always drawing from things. Mm -hmm. We're always pulling from things, whether that be television, whether that be books, whether that be, you know, visual art. We're always seeing contextualizing and then thinking of how we can reintroduce it. Right. And if we're not experiencing those things, getting that, that outside, uh, you know, stimulating, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Cause I think I'm the most, I'm, I'm honestly like extremely creative when I'm out on the road, just because I'm, I'm, I'm around it all the time. So I'm around a bunch of artists. I'm around rappers, producers, DJs, you know, even like visual artists. Yeah. You know? Like I'm around it all the time for you know however long the tour is so i write a lot when i'm on the road you know i come up with concepts when i'm on the road you know so being around it you know being around those people definitely does like get your wheels churning yeah. a lot more than just sitting alone or being around people that ain't creative <laughs> at all yeah but see and what's funny is your situation is kind of the opposite of mine right mm-hmm. so because i'm at home and able to be creative all the time mm-hmm. when i go on the road i can't create <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. I'm looking at it like I'm at work now. Yeah. This yeah. isn't time to be creative. Right. It's time to work. Yeah. It's yeah. time to drive. It's mm-hmm. time to settle up. It's time to sell merch. It's time to hang out with my fans. It's not time. And my, my mind just kind of shuts off the creative thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in yours, it's because we have like the opposite 
yeah thing you know but it makes perfect sense yeah yeah i'm super open you know when i'm out especially like when i get back from the road yeah i'm just like yeah it's just time to write you know (laughs) like i'll write i've written albums like in you know a month or so after a tour yeah you know just because i'm so open you know so yeah, it definitely helps being around creative people. Yeah, you got to do it, man. And if you're not around creative people, man, I mean, what's wrong with, you know, taking an inventory? Right. You know, if you're a creative person of any kind, you know, ask yourself, how many of my friends really create anything? Mm-hmm. You know? And how, how much time do I spend with those people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you will find that your creativity is, is uh, directly proportional to the people you hang out with. It's creativity. Yeah. That you makes know, sense. it's an energy to it. Like, remember all the weekends that we all would come to Cincinnati and we would just hang out there from like Friday night to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And all we would do is rap. Yeah. I'd make beats. We'd rap, record. And it yeah. was like a synergy. And we would be writing songs right then on the spot. And right. all of it was dope. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, we did got lyrics on the weekends. Yeah. Like straight up. <laughs> like, oh, what do you think about this beat? It's great. All right. Cool. I got this one. Yeah. And then you just and, and that's just speaks to the energy of being around creative people, man. And it ain't about, you know, taking nobody's ideas or being influenced by them. Mm-hmm. It's about being in that state where you're no longer have to filter your ideas mm-hmm. through like the lens of regular folk yeah, who are, whose lives are, you know, consumed with mundane things, mundane things, you know, they not, not to totally insult those things, but if you're a creative person, you need to be around people who are concerned with like art creativity. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I always tell people when people ask me what what art is to me, art is like the process of understanding and expressing what should be there. You know, the rest of the world is taught to express in terms of what is there. Right. Artists see nothing, look at nothing and see something. Right. That's creativity. And that's what art is. It's bringing something to life that wasn't there. And if you're not around people who inspire you to do that, who are not doing that all day, mm-hmm. and they don't even have to be the same kind of artist you are. Right. Just artists, period. Period. Just, yeah. you, you know, I'm a creative dude. You could be creative, whatever you do. You know, maybe you make clothes. Maybe you make crafts. Maybe you make, you know, like uh, visual art. Maybe you're a, a, a graphic designer. Maybe you're a, a videographer. Mm-hmm. All of these things are art. They're all creative. And uh, put yourself around those people. Mm-hmm. If you're stuck, you know. Surround yourself with creative people. Yeah. Number one. That is. I like that. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. Okay. Let me see what I got. What you got? What you got? got? Pull out, whip out my phone. (laughs) See what I got. My number. This is number two. Number two. Okay. Hit me with the drum roll real quick. Number two. View creativity as a destination and not a starting point. What do you, what do you mean by that blueprint? (laughs) I'll say it again. View creativity as a destination and not a starting point. That means that a lot of times when we talk about being creative, like we talked about earlier, we view sitting down Mm -hmm. as making time to create as being creative. Right. No, 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 no. That would that's kind of like saying having a baby is like showing up to the hospital when you're in labor. <laughs> right. That's right. what having a child is. Showing right. up at the end like, "Hey. Yeah. Baby, no, 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 no. Creativity is not a starting point. It's the it's it's creativity is something you have to set the table for. Yeah, you got to build to it. Yeah, you got to do all these steps that that put you on a course, that put you in position 
to be creative, to get the best out of yourself, to see what is not there already. Mm-hmm. Whether they be ideas in yourself that need to be developed, that you need to work through uh, thematically, you have to put yourself in a position so that when you do sit down and when you do dedicate time to your craft, mm-hmm. dope shit comes out. Right. And when dope shit comes out, you can start freaking it. Mm-hmm. You know, not do make making sure that that dope shit that comes out is not what you've done already. Right. It's not what someone else already did. You know, it's not what the mainstream people are doing in your field. So you want you want creative dope shit. You want to be as creative as possible. Don't look at creativity as what happens when I, I let me just sit down and make some time to be creative. Right. No, no, no. Creativity is like the result. It's, it, creativity is the is the destination. You know, what I'm saying like. In the same way that strength is the you know result of lifting weights, right? Yeah, it's a work. It's a pro. It's a process. Yeah, you have to lift to get strong. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't just become strong. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm gonna go get strong, y'all. No, no, no. <laughs> You're going to go lift weights. We'll go work out. And the end result mm. of working out and lifting weights is strength. Right. Creativity is exact same way. You know, like you sit down and you practice your craft. Yeah. You do the mundane shit. You do form. Mm -hmm. You do the standards of whatever they are. Basic shit. And the more you do that, the more you see the angles and openings to do really creative, original work. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember young, you know, when I first started writing, what I would do is take some some of my favorite artist verses and I would learn them so I could memorize them. And then I would write them out, write out the words, and then I would try to construct my own verses in those patterns. That was like my, my practicing process. Yep. And then as I as I learned those those different forms, then I, I was able to create my own forms out of those, out of the inspiration of that. I mean it's just like it's just like just learning learning the standards of you know, when you learn piano. Yeah. Like you learn you learn the the, the classics. Yeah. You know, so and then you can start once you once you get good at the classics. True. Scales. So yeah. You learn the scales, scales. You learn, you know, you go into Mozart, you yeah. go into Bach, you, Chords. you yeah. yeah, all of that stuff. And then you can start to build your own thing out of that. And it's a it's all a learning process. It's yeah. A process. And like you're saying, when you first start sitting down at the piano and you're you're playing is scales mm-hmm. and chords in a robotic way. It's hell. mundane. <laughs> It's not creative, right. you, but you are practicing your craft. Mm-hmm. And what people got to understand, the more you practice your craft, practicing your craft opens the door mm-hmm. for creativity. Yeah. And you have to practice enough to where your mind is no longer thinking about it. Right. It just happens. Yeah. That's all creativity is. Your mind just stops thinking about what it's doing and just does dope shit. Yeah. yeah you just get on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, wow, how did I come up with that? Right. Well, you practiced and practiced and practiced until it started to flow freely and you and it just became instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, like we go through it when we do shows. Like think about how we practice for shows. Mm-hmm. We practice, but we don't necessarily we practice the words and memorizing everything and the routines. But then the way that we move on stage and a lot of that shit is just right. in the moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the way we present it. Yeah. yeah. You, you get out there and then you like, OK, well, I've got everything down. Yeah. The foundation. The foundation is there. Is there. Yeah. I know my words. I've got the songs chosen. Now, how I perform this, mm-hmm. that's creativity. Right. You know. And uh, yeah, we should look at the same way, man. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. That's number two, man. Yeah, Number two. Number three. Number three. Okay. 
Uh, or you want? Oh, let's take a break. Oh, take a break. We'll take a break here in my book three. Right. Yeah, because we only got like five joints. Oh yeah. 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 So we'll do we'll do we'll do five and uh we'll come back. All right. Well. All right. What's up, everybody? Blueprint here to remind you that my latest project, the Vigilante Genesis EP, is available right now on Weightless Recordings. The EP is a collaboration between myself and my friend Aesop Rock, which features myself on the rhymes and Aesop Rock on production. If you are a fan of concept albums, comic books, or just good old hip hop, then this EP is for you. Vigilante Genesis is available on signed CD, blue vinyl, and deluxe digital exclusively at weightless.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support. Word, 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 word. Yeah, this is this is definitely gonna help me because I, I haven't um, I haven't been doing any of this. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, like other than like what the next the um my next one is um, number three. Yeah. Um, submerge yourself in art. Period. Like number, yeah. I've been I've been doing that for number. That's number three. Submerge yourself in art. Um, Tell people why that's important. Well, because if you're if you're trying to be creative, if you're yeah. if you're an artist of any type, yeah. then if you're just away from art, there's no freaking way that you're gonna be able to make art, you know. But and, and it's different for for some people are different. Some people might need seclusion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes, to, to get there, you know, get centered. You know what I'm saying, and then yeah. go create. But for me, I need to be in the art i need to be listening to music i need to be you know listening because what honestly what i've been listening to a lot now is like a lot of instrumental stuff yeah um just you know trying to see how people create certain beats and yeah you know the different sounds and like recognizing submerging yourself yeah submerging myself <laughs> in it, you know yeah um so i think that's that's really huge at least for me you know yeah. what i'm saying like i need to submerge myself in art period you know what i'm saying looking at art books watching documentaries you know watching dope movies that you know like I just I guess just got finished watching a wire. Okay. Probably one of the dopest developed like shows I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know, I watched the whole the whole um the whole se- the whole um series, you know, from first season to fifth season and just watching that and how the characters are developed. You know, like stuff like that cuz I like to write stories, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So stuff like that really had my wheels turning just with some ideas, you know, as far as like you know, where to go with stuff that I've never talked about and things like that. So just submerging yourself in art, you know, definitely I think will help jumpstart your creative process. I agree. I agree. Uh, what I, I, there's sometimes I see people try to do like, there's a certain snobbery that some people have or ego thing that prevents them from doing that. Mm. I'm sure we all can say we've met the people who practice certain craft, but look down on that craft. Right. Right. Like right, the people right, who yeah. say that, like, I love hip hop, but all hip hop sucks. Right. But I don't listen to it. I don't listen to it. <laughs> right. I ain't no rapper. Right. I'm a hustler. Right. You know, you have all those people like, yeah, you know, I'm a B-boy, but all these my, these guys suck. Right. You know, I was dating this girl who uh, she, she lived in another city and she would be talking about I'd say, yo, you know, you. Your city's got some venues in there. Why don't you get a, a venue and, and she could sing? And mm-hmm. it's like, why don't you go set up a show yourself? You know, like it's not that expensive where you're at. You can probably get a sound man for 50 bucks, mm-hmm. doorman for 50 bucks, get your flyers made for 100 bucks or 200 bucks in. Given your, your friends list and the people you work with, 
I know you can get 20, 30 people there, right? you know, to make your money back. And uh, she was just like, I'm just above this scene. What? She literally was like, I'm above it. I don't want to be known here. It's not worth it. This but you're not sucks. known anywhere. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, so how much sense does that make? Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have, I was just like stuck. Like, like dumbfounded. She, yeah, she really saying this at first. Because the first time she said, I said, okay. Then something came up later on. And then I was like, well, you know, you could just do such and such locally and put your album out. And she, I ain't doing that here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a part of the scene. They, they don't have anything to offer me. And I just thought like, wow, that's really a, a counterproductive attitude to have mm-hmm. like to where you want to be the best at your art form, but you so look down on your local scene that you won't even participate. Like you think you're above it. You don't understand that even at its worst, it's inspiring. Right. Like the worst shows I go to inspire me more than the best shows. Right. Right. I learn from all of them. Yeah. But the worst shows do something where I'm like, oh, I see why they made that mistake there. Mm-hmm. If I was there, I would have done this. Yeah, exactly. I'm always we talk studying. about it a lot. Yeah. When we, we go to the shows together. We study. Yeah, yeah. Everything from how the shows ran to how the performances are. <laughs> yeah. Every single thing I study and I learn. Oh, I see what they did there. I like how they had this thing right there instead of there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You take a little bit in the piece. And I think when you refuse to submerge yourself in your art form, which includes your local scene. Right. You are robbing yourself of inspiration. That's going to make you be more creative, man. And just knowledge, period. Yes. Just a knowledge base. Just having a knowledge base. The fact that, you know, Columbus has a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a big music place. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's hip-hop, whether it's rock. I mean, the R&B scene is blossoming here. You know, poetry scene is, yeah. is, has been around for a long time and is getting a lot more popularity now. So it's a lot of art. In Colum- it's just performance art. There's, you know, all kinds of art. Columbus yep. is a big art place. So it's not really hard to find it. Now, finding good versus bad, whatever you consider good versus bad, that's a whole nother, nother topic. Yeah. But it's not difficult to find art to submerge yourself in. I mean, we just had the big ID fest, yeah. you know, last, was it last weekend or two weeks two ago? Two weeks ago. You know, like, that's a complete, you know, that's a whole weekend of art. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I had to freaking work, so I couldn't go. But, yeah. you know, like, that's a whole weekend of art. Like, being able to submerge yourself in art is not difficult here in Columbus. No. You know, because it's art everywhere. As long as you don't look down on it. Right. As long as you don't look down on, on your local scene. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's, I think some people, they think that they don't have to do that mm-hmm. or that there's no value in that. Well, I don't want to be just a local artist. Right. So they think, why do anything local? stupid yeah it's it's really but it's counterintuitive to how bigger opportunities pick up mm-hmm. right like bigger opportunities are usually the result of something resonating locally All right. and bubbling outward yeah i mean if you look at anybody who's made anything of themselves in any artistic fashion most of the time they were known very well locally yeah you know even us when we started yeah we were bubbling here in columbus cincinnati yeah cincinnati in ohio yeah you know what i'm saying like we were bubbling in ohio before we were bubbling anywhere else exactly and that's i mean that's just how it works i mean rhyme sayers they had minnesota on lock straight up (laughs) before before venturing out anywhere else you know and that's that's how that's really how you got to work yeah and they and they participated in the scene they were submerged in the scene to where they had a record store Mm -hmm. they would throw open mics they would throw monthly events Mm -hmm. and they would throw performances and put out product right that's emerging yourself in your 
art form. Yeah, I mean, even the fact that most of the roster is from Minnesota. Exactly. Like, we were the first guys not, I think Soul Position probably was the first out-of-state guys mm-hmm. to be on Rhyme Series. Yeah. You know, and, and so it became this thing where it's like, you have to see the same parallel in anything you do. There's so much value in demonstrating that your idea or, or, or proving your concept in your backyard. Right. You know, people are watching. Yes. They're definitely watching. Like We've had things where like people nationally might not have known who Envelope was at that time yeah. in 2005. Yeah, but we're, we're selling out Scully's. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> He's putting 400, 500 people in Scully's. Right. In Columbus, we knew what it was. Right. You couldn't walk around Columbus without knowing who Envelope was right. at that time. So it's like, yo, that was extremely valuable. And a lot of opportunities that he got came from having that good local thing, submerging himself in the scene. You know, he was a bike messenger. He was in all kind of stuff. He's a hip hop scene and going to Bernie's and going, this is all things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're hip hop guys. It changes for whatever your discipline is, but creativity is still the same thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like creativity is about submerging yourself in whatever your art form is and making sure that you like get that push you need locally that you get your chops in, mm-hmm. you know, you get your reps in, and that and that you practice the tools that you will need at the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I also had advised the girl I spoke about with earlier on. I said, by you choosing not to do anything in your hometown because it's too small or beneath you, and you want to move to a bigger city and do these things, how are you going to learn how to do these things in a bigger city when it's more difficult, more expensive, and there's more competition? Yeah. Your small town is the perfect proving ground. Right. It's the perfect laboratory. Exactly. If you can rent a venue there for $20 cuz you in a small little town mm-hmm. versus going to a huge place like New York or Chicago and then walking in there where you didn't grow up there, you have no friends or allies there and then trying to get a music venue, you don't even speak the language that the people who book there speak. They're looking at you like, what are you talking about? There's a procedure for this. Have you never done this before? Right, exactly. And the tr- and you haven't. <laughs> right, right. You haven't done it before, and you're going to pay the cost at the next level for everything, every experience you skip at this level, mm-hmm. you pay the cost for at the next level. Yeah, if you even make it to the next level. Exactly. If, yeah, if you're lucky <laughs> enough. If you're lucky enough to even get a chance, <laughs> you know, because you go somewhere like New York and you don't know the language. Yeah, you were lost. You don't know nobody out there. You were lost. You can't get nothing. You can't get nothing. You can't even get on a showcase. Yep. So like and and discipline is definitely a trait that you need at the next level of creativity. Yes. It's making sure you sit down and submerge yourself. It's you know what? I want to learn how to make beats. So I'm going to listen to instrumental music for an hour a day. That's what I'm on my way to work. I'm going to listen to it on my way home. That's what I'm doing. And when I get home. That's two hours of listening to my craft. Right. I'm ready to do something. Right. I'm going to make a beat. Yeah. At least chop some drums up. Right. And then you do that. You have to do that. I do the exact same thing, man. Like, you know, you look at like, and I had my phases of making like some shit like, like want to be like you on Adventures of Counterculture and like some 80s shit. Mm-hmm. That's because it's all I listen to. Right. I literally will listen to 80s music 24 mm-hmm. 7. Best of Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. Billy Ocean. <laughs> right. you know, I was bumping that. Anybody who was on tour with me at the time knows I was super, super, super heavy bumping, you know, 80s music because I wanted to really, really study that. So I submerged myself in it. So I like that. That's number three. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Take a break. Word. Boom. Break. To all the artists out there who are working on new projects, 
I would like to let you all know that I'm officially doing guest features again. So if you're a producer who's been thinking of getting bigger names to rock over your beats, or you're an MC who's interested in collaborating on a song for your next album, reach out to me at info at printmatic.net to discuss the collaboration process and the prices. This is not a free service, so serious inquiries only. Again, that's info at printmatic.net. I look forward to hearing from you all. Peace. It's on you. Yeah. Are we back? Back in the building. Back from the commercial break. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, what are we on? Number four? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Number four. This one is, uh, this is one I do quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Number four way to jumpstart your creativity or to boost that creativity. <laughs> Study alternative disciplines. Yes. Yeah. You know, so like what a lot of people think and i and i've told guys this sometimes is like if you rap or you're an independent artist of any sort you would be surprised what you could learn about art by picking up a book on branding right something that you may think it's completely different you may i'm not a marketing guy mm-hmm. i'm not a branding guy i'm a rapper mm-hmm. or i'm a painter or i'm an accountant or whatever you may do, find disciplines that are alternative to that, but are related. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a, like, like I'd find these, these, because when you find these, these disciplines that are, that are close, the, the cr- true creativity is when you can bring them together. All right. The expansion of what yeah, you Yeah. You can see the angles, right? Like you can't, most of the things we consider to be genius are genius in that they are an intersection of two ideas that were never brought together before or more or more. Right. So when you start, I mean, look at, look at the iPhone. Mm -hmm. I picked this thing up. It's an intersection of many ideas, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't think of this if you weren't familiar with the utility of cameras, Mm -hmm. phones, texting, laptop, like, like computers. computers, yeah. Yeah. It's the intersection of all these different things that if you didn't know, 10 years before this came out, no one saw this coming. Mm, right. No one saw the iPhone revolutionizing anything from Apple in the phone sphere. Mm. Don't lie. You didn't predict it. Steve Jobs Steve did. Steve Jobs saw it. <laughs> right, right. He saw the intersection of these things. And there's no way you see the intersection of these things that you then bring together to make something revolutionary unless you study alternate disciplines. Mm-hmm. So... I do it in music, you know, like if I want to learn to make music that sounds that that has like synthesizer keyboard in it, I actually study electronic music, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't just study hip hop that uses synths. Right, right, right. Like most people do. They say, oh, I want to learn how to make beats using synths. So I'll listen to beats that have synths in them. Right. When you do that, all you do is copy what you had. You're Mm -hmm. getting a subset of what someone else's range of knowledge is. And then when I go back, and I start fucking with craft work and your rhythmics. Right. Then you like, oh, how we come up with that? <laughs> right, right. You see, I take it all the way back. Mm-hmm. Whereas people are looking at it just then. So I'm using the influences of right now. But then I see like, oh, if I go back to that discipline and just listen to it, 
study it, familiarize myself with it. And then I combine that with what I already know. I'm going to get something that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's just like, I mean, and you can take it a little further. It's just like studying, you know, photography. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just like studying videography and then combining that with, you know, okay, I'm a hip hop artist. I can make my own videos. I can take, you know, my yeah. own um, my own promo shots. You know what I'm saying? And once you start studying these other disciplines, that's why for me, one of the one of the hugest boosts in creativity for me that I that I've had in recent memory was when I first got the idea, like, okay, I'm gonna start producing. Yeah. You know, and then when I got into, you know, when I just dove into that and started studying it and listening to, you know, things and watching tutorials and this and that, you know, then like I could write more. You know what I'm saying? Because I was I was, my, my mind was in a whole different place, but I could see how the two were related in my head. Yeah. You know, and it gave me more inspiration on a different level. You know, so it's definitely, you know, seeing seeing different disciplines and seeing how they relate to yours. You know, sometimes you might not even see it. Until you dive into that other discipline and like, damn, yo, I can put this with this, you know, make some gumbo. You yeah, know what I mean? it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah, study other disciplines. Yeah, and I mean, look at a look at an artist like a Andy Warhol, for example. Mm-hmm. You can't even fathom making art out of a soup can unless you have experience in marketing. Right. That's not something that a quote unquote artist would do. Right. They would not just take make a Sambles, Campbell soup can fucking famous. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But that's something that totally fits like marketing strategy. Yeah. So not only was this art, but it was it was iconic in an in a in a uh, and, it, and he existed in the middle of the abstract art phase. You had the Jackson Pollock throwing fucking paint all over the place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Didn't mean shit. Right. And here right. comes him with the goddamn soup can. Mm-hmm. And he left that era a legend because he saw the intersection between marketing slash promotion slash branding and art, mm-hmm. where other guys were just doing art. Right. He became a pop artist for a reason, yeah. and that's because he understood pop culture. Yeah. That's why I mean, he he kind of was the the father of pop art. Yes. That's why they call it pop art, because it intersected popular culture with the artistic realm. Yeah. 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 And and, and until you study those those alternative dis- disciplines, you can't see those angles. And that's one of the things that I think makes Kanye so such such a genius yep. is because he does study, you know, fashion. Yep. He does study actual, you know, videography, art, all of that stuff. And you can see it in, you know, everything from his sound design on his records to you know, his album covers yep. to videos to, you know, even his clothing, everything that he does, he does with a purpose. Yep. And he does, you know, thinking about the studying of all these disciplines and how I can bring them together to create this thing that nobody else has ever seen. That's why Kanye is Kanye. Yep. Yep. And, it, and there's a lot of examples, but you have to see the angles mm-hmm. and people think, well, how do I get creative? How do I come up with something like that? That's the key. Most genius ideas are not linear. They're not just linear ideas. A genius idea is is two linear ideas coming together. Mm-hmm. So you have this intersection and that point right where these two things come together. That's some fly shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you can do it. Right. If like, you can do it. But only but and if you don't see it, then you, you just aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just not enough to draw from in your chosen discipline. Right. Sometimes taking some time away. I know for me personally, like you're saying, 
taking a time away from hip hop production and studying video production taught me some things I never would have thought of. Mm -hmm. Taught me some things about how to roll out an album that I never would have thought of had I not gotten a camera and got behind it and and used that camera on other people. And then I thought, oh, wow. When I come back and do this for myself, I'm about to get crazy. And sometimes you even write songs thinking about the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because totally. even just shooting the one video that I've shot for myself, even when I write now, I'm thinking like, okay, how would I shoot a video for this? Yeah. You know, and just and just opening your mind up to hold to to other other disciplines and other trains of thought, you know, helps with the creativity a lot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a trip, man. It's a it's a, a lot of people don't see it, but I, I encourage you if you listen to this podcast, consider what disciplines are, are you know within arm's reach of your discipline. You know, if you're if you're a painter, think about how the, how this comes how graphic design actually plays into that or photography. Photography. Think about all these disciplines. Think about you know anything that's within reach that you don't understand. Think about technology. Think about computer programming. Mm-hmm. It may not seem obvious to you now. But for those who see the angles, they end up with a iPhone. They end up <laughs> right, right. Andy Warhol. Yeah. So I encourage you guys to do that. That's number four. four. Yeah. We got one more left. One more. We'll yeah. take a break and do the last joint. Word up. Have you ever wondered what life is like for an artist on the road? Ever wish you could take a look behind the scenes and learn what it's really like to travel and play in different cities every night? Well, now you can. What a Night is the third book by MC, producer, and author Blueprint. Part comedy, part tragedy, and part bizarre. What a Night takes the reader deep behind the scenes to tell previously unheard stories about the worst shows of Blueprint's 13-year touring career. Any artist can write volumes about the great shows they've had, but where's the fun in that? Order your signed copy now from waitlist.net. For a limited time, you can get all three of Blueprint's books for just $25. Only at waitlist.net. Thanks for your support. All right, man. So it's been a real, uh, it's been real, man. It's been a journey. It's always, it's always a journey. You know, our creative, creative people out there, man. You know, yeah. We hope, we hope that y'all. I mean, and just from the reactions and the comments and the, the retweets and you know, like the love that we are getting, like it's, it's, it's exciting that y'all are, you know, really taking to the podcast and. You know, really digging the stuff that we talk right. about. Focus on the love, man. Right. right. That was my Facebook update today, man. You know, sometimes we focus on the hate too much. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. You know, but if the love outweighs the hate, why are we tripping? Yeah, what's what's the problem? You know? You always gonna have haters. Thank you. Always. If you don't, something wrong with you. Right. If you you doing something wrong, you ain't there yet. If everybody like what you're doing. <laughs> Come on. They're kissing your ass. <laughs> yeah, something wrong. Yeah. Show me a man who have no haters. And I'll show you a man who is whack as hell. <laughs> who ain't doing shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, so number, number five. five number drum five. roll. Yeah. Make time. To be creative. Just make time. Mm, say just it to, again. Just make time to be creative. Like something that we were talking about not too long ago. Like Print uh, was talking about his schedule. Yeah. You know, his creative schedule. Sometimes he might just sit in the studio for a couple <laughs> hours and he might not come up with shit, but he makes the time. And sometimes he comes up with the with the best shit ever, you know? So just just make the time to be creative. Straight up. I agree. I, it it kind of goes down to, uh, you know, I thought about this when I was talking to somebody about like writing a book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't remember if you and I have talked about it, but... Uh, I was talking to somebody writing a book and they're just like yeah one day I'm gonna write a book yeah one day I'm gonna write a book one day you know one day and and all the people that everybody wants to write a book mm-hmm. but you look at out of the large percentage of, of Americans whose 
bucket list includes writing a book, mm-hmm. how few actually write the book. Right. And uh, some people say, you know, they come up with all this shit about like the reasons people don't write a book. Mm-hmm. And I always just have one answer. The reason people don't write books is because they never start writing books. <laughs> right. They don't make the time. That's it. Yeah. You can't finish something because your ass never started it, mm-hmm. dog. It's simple, really. It's not about writing techniques. Mm-hmm. It's not about editing techniques. It's about starting, yeah. making the time and saying, you know what? Tomorrow at five o'clock, I'm going to write some shit. All right. I'm going to sit down for a half hour, hour. That's it. I'm going to write something, a paragraph, two. And the next day, I'm going to go back and add to that. I'm going to read that, revise that, and I'm going to add on. Then the day after that, that's what writing is. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you have to develop the discipline to push through the times when you don't want to do it mm-hmm. because no one's going to want to do it all the time anyway. Right. So and the discipline helps you get through that. So you have to start doing it. Mm-hmm. make time make it a priority or else it's never gonna even happen yeah that's i mean that's so true i mean we did we had um one of the podcasts we talked about um how to get shit done yeah you know and, and one of the biggest things was scheduling yes time to get the shit done that you need to get done and this is no different you know getting out of a creative slump or just you know boosting your creativity you got to make time to even think about being creative you know what i'm saying like and it and like we said it is a process it's something that you do you know every day every 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 part of your life but you still got to sit down and like try to process some of the ideas that you have come up with write some shit down you know whether you know there's there's in these times that i don't i don't write and um you know if i'm if i'm writing or if i'm not writing i'll still do like rhyming exercises you know what i'm saying yeah. like, i'll just i'll try to come up with a list of words that all rhyme yeah. you know things like that like i still do my little exercises i still sit Smorgas down board. <laughs> right <laughs> extension cord, cord. yeah yeah <laughs> you know like just, i Praise still the lord <laughs> right i still do i do little things like that even if and that's creative in itself you know like trying to come up with those things it's part of the process plethora <laughs> schedule <laughs> right you know you just gotta gotta do those kind of things so you know just always try to make time to do something that is related to you yeah yeah and and, and it kind of goes back to what we we're saying ever don't earlier don't look at being creative as just some shit that magically falls out the sky and blesses certain people but doesn't bless others right it's not creativity is the result of practicing your craft to the point to where you see angles that you didn't before yeah because it ain't always like purposely Mm-mm. you know most of the dope shit like happy accidents happy accidents <laughs> like thousand whispers was an accident i didn't do that shit on i didn't set out to like yo i'm gonna write this real dope long song yeah it was a fucking it was an exercise actually. yeah you know what i'm saying it was something that just fucking happened yeah you know like some some of the best shit i think people just happen upon you know what i'm saying I agree because they practice their craft regularly. Yeah. And if you write rhymes every day, mm-hmm. eventually you're going to write a long ass rhyme. <laughs> right, right. You might not write. You don't sit down every day and think, I'm going to write the longest verse I ever wrote today. <laughs> right. That's not how creativity works. You sit down and say, I'm just going to write because I need to write because I can't get to the next stage in my creativity or with my craft unless I practice my craft. Mm-hmm. And when you make that commitment and you do it over and over, eventually, you know 
80, 100 bar rhymes come out. Right. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah, where the fuck does this yeah, come where does from? Come from? Right. And the next day, you probably wrote that. Next day, probably wrote a 16 bar verse. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think about it at the time. Right. That, yo, this 100 bar verse is going to be like the most popular song I ever create. <laughs> right. Never thought about With that. With no real chorus or not. You, you, that really kind of, uh, it's the epitome of it, man. You know, mm-hmm. just making time doing it putting yourself in position like you say i got a schedule mm-hmm. and we talked about it on the, that other episode you're right like where i said look and people walk around my house see it mm-hmm. when they go in my studio they see it like yo what is this you really do this I say, yeah I, I don't do it all the time mm-hmm. when i'm creative when i'm working on something like if i decide today that i'm going to start working on my next solo record mm-hmm. that's the schedule i'm on mm-hmm. where it's okay i'm waking up at nine i'm answering email till 10 I'm running around, running errands till noon. Mm-hmm. One o'clock, I'm doing whatever. I'm reading. Two o'clock, I'm doing whatever. Four o'clock to 10, studio. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that as long as it takes before I start, before I start making some ground. Mm-hmm. And that's making time to do it. It doesn't mean I just sit in there. And like you said, some days I don't come up with nothing. Mm-hmm. Some days I'll come up with just some drums that sound dope. And the beat that I put on top or the music I put on top of them is awful. <laughs> right but i save it anyway yeah exactly i save it yeah. and then six months later 12 months later i come up with a sample that fits those drums perfectly mm-hmm. and i'm like oh shit yeah i never thought that these two things would <laughs> went together it's genius mm-hmm. right at that point people are hearing it like to them it sounds like it was all done together mm-hmm. but you gain that advantage when you create something every day so make time for your craft every day. And you know, some of this comes down to commitment because mm-hmm. we can't talk about making time for your craft without talking about being committed to your craft. Right. You got to decide in your mind, in your heart, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. If you don't want it, you kind of want it. You want a little bit. You like, you want to get laid. You know what I mean? You want the attention. <laughs> right. If you really want it, you got to go through all the unglamorous mundane tasks to get everything you want and a lot of times your success reflects how you how much how much you want it yeah you know yeah. How, how hard you work for something will be reflected in the success that you have with it yeah you know? and if you don't want it then you ain't gonna get it you ain't gonna get it no <laughs> one's gonna give it to you right that's for damn sure so uh yeah man that's number five man yeah, yeah. Awesome. we bring them back i don't know if i got the exact order number five was uh, make second. time make time to create Mm-hmm. Number four was study alternative disciplines. Yes. Number three was submerge yourself in art. Yes. Yeah. Number two was view creativity as a destination and not a starting point. And number one was put yourself around creative people. Hang out with creative people. Yes, sir. Say it again. <laughs> yeah. You Take know? that inventory of your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See yeah. what you're doing. Just head count. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if your friends are shaky, then your creativity is probably shaky. Word up. But yeah, that's uh, five ways to, you know, jumpstart, boost, you know, that creativity, man. And yeah. we appreciate y'all tuning in this week. Yes, sir. And I'll catch y'all next week. Word. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I 
mean, super duty tough work, huh?